I think we need to speed this up, gang. So, uh, watch this. I cast dissonant whispers. I have to whisper a discordant melody that's gonna drive her insane. I sing that Tiny Tim song, cause that's disturbing. Siggy strikes the banshee. I, I imagine like a big old boxing glove comes out of Cherry and just <clears throat> goes right through the banshee and it explodes in almost fireworks of spectral orbs. Can you help yourself? Help us help you first. That'd be cool. Uh, I'll do my best, but you gotta do something here, pal. There's just the four of us. Get a lot of dice. No. Cash made a mistake part two. <laughs> and on the flower is a ring made of grass. If I put this on, am I gonna turn into a tree? This ring allows you to cast Speak with plants at will. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Best from afar and far from the best. But it's better than good. It's Good Better Quest. Hello and welcome back to Good Better Quest. I am your Fungin Master, David Hallman. Wow, you guys. So, last time, a lot of shit went down. You fought a banshee, and then a shambling mound. And in the middle of the fight, Cash asked for help from a voice that they heard and assumed was the tree. And it responded very cryptically, wish granted. and Or, as you wish, that's what it said. And dropped a Mack truck sized branch on a a 20 foot <laughs> rectangle area. It threw a truck and tried to kill us all and Yardy it, hates it. it. Yeah, it, it threw a truck and tried to kill you. And uh, I, I think it hitting you was just an accident, you guys. After that, it offered cash a ring saying that cash owed it a favor and it might never ask for that favor, but we all know it probably will because storytelling, um, the ring allows cash to speak with plants at will and, uh, gives a plus one to wisdom saves and probably something else that we don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out as we go. I'm sure it'll be helpful. Oh yeah. Oh, and then at the end, Cash said, uh, I, I can't you know, wait for the adventures we're going to have together. And the heartstring decided to tie itself together between you in a way that none of you have ever seen before. And that's where we're at. You guys, shit was really intense. Yep. And I, I think you made it back to your dorm. Did you, you guys talked about going to see one of the professors, one of the main two professors that y'all see to check this ring out. Did you want to do that or do you want to call it a night? As we're walking back into town, Durak goes, um, you know, I think I know who might be able to help us with this. And he's thinking about Rose because she has the greenhouse and she's the druid. And she has all this plant knowledge, right? And he, he says, um, 
I got this one teacher. And he doesn't finish his sentence, but he does, like, kind of motion with his head for them to follow him. And uh, he starts leading the way to uh, Rose's greenhouse. Yardy looks at Cash, and he doesn't say anything, but his tail curls around into a question mark. And he just shrugs. Yeah, whoever can help with this, also maybe help with this rib issue. So much pain. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that sounds, Durak, whatever, this person sounds great. I trust you. You guys get to Rose's little shack, her little greenhouse, and you see a doe, a deer, uh, a female deer, outside her greenhouse just chewing grass, uh, watching you as you approach. Uh, and there is, you see a light coming from inside the greenhouse. It's a, it's a big greenhouse though, and you can't, you know, see where exactly it's coming from. Cash can hear the grass screaming as it's being eaten now, and it really bothers him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to haunt him. <laughs> I do want to clarify, you decide, you decide when Speak With Plants is on, but I do love the idea that, like, for a little while, Cash doesn't know how to make that turn off. It's just <laughs> so constantly just... hearing... Yardy is definitely distracted by the deer. He wants to tackle it. And his his eyes are getting, you know, real big. But he, he sees Durak's intent with the way he's walking, and I think he's able to keep his composure. And he I, I think he's doing that thing where he's kind of dragging Cash again. I'm sure Cash is distracted by the death of all the grass. Yeah. They're they're marching behind Durak trying to uh, uh, figure out his intention with what's going on. So Durak's going to go up and knock on the door. You hear a voice behind you say, What are you kids doing up so late? And you look back and you see the, the deer change into Professor Hollowind. Face first, which is Ugh. weird seeing a deer with a with a with a high elf or, or a wood elf face, uh, and then she turns into a a, a wood elf again. She, she picks some grass out of her mouth. Durak almost throws up. <laughs> yeah, Cash is already horrified by the grass yelling, and now seeing this deer and is just very, like, in pain, haunted by this image in front of him. But she, she says, I'm doing some, uh, some nature research. I, uh, I, I find it a lot easier to, uh, study, you know, when I look like the creatures. What are you doing here? It's like one in the morning. Uh, well, look, we just ran into some stuff that I ain't never seen before. And, uh, it was of the sort of plant variety. And I thought that, uh, if anybody could help, if anybody could help in making a sense of this, it'd probably be you, Rose. So, look, uh... She looks very touched. Uh, there was this, uh... There was this thing, and he looks back at the other two, he's like, Help me out, y'all. <laughs> I'm not the I'm not the charismatic one. <laughs> I was gonna say Yardy takes a step forward and starts telling the tale of like them them going out and meeting the quickling and then meeting uh, Ruby Ann and 
they're I mean they're old enough to be allowed in the forest at this point. They've they're yeah sophomores juniors yeah so like they they have permission so he's not scared to tell a professor like you know we're just doing some adventuring honing our skills and he gets to the banshee where they met the banshee and he starts getting really upset because of the he was scared i mean he was scared to see the banshee fear cash he was scared that something was going to happen he, he tells that part of the story and then he gets to the shambling mound and immediately turns on the tree. And then this big tree threw a freaking branch at us and you just don't understand the implications of trees and cats and it just makes me so upset that this thing would deign to do harm to us while we're trying to protect it and this tree is just so, so stupid. I just hate this tree. And he, he starts like hissing and he does a couple of more loops, and he can't finish the story. Yeah, Cash comes up next to Yard and just kind of pats him on the shoulder, like, oh, I'm chapping in, buddy. <laughs> so like he was saying, uh, the tree, I, uh, well, requested a favor of the tree. It then tried to kill us, and now we're in love. I have a life debt to a tree, and that's why we're here. I can't get this thing off. And and Cash is trying, you know, to, like, kind of pull this thing off um, and then holds it out to the professor. Professor Hollowind looks very serious, but still sincere. And she says, why don't we go inside? I'm going to make us some tea, help everybody calm down. And and we'll talk about what just happened. We'll talk about that whole crazy that just spewed out of your mouth. She leads you inside, and she uh, she's she's making a pot of tea, and she actually just uh, she gives Durak a teacup and just puts some whiskey in it because she she knows her boy. She sits down across from Cash. And holds out her hand to look at the ring. I, I assume you let her see it. Oh yeah. I, I have no qualms at this point. <laughs> she looks and you see her place her other hand on top of yours. And there's a small glow. And then you're both kind of shocked uh, by a little bit of electricity. And she's fuck. Yep. The spell magic ain't working. So, what you guys ran into was the Ristabeth. It's a cursed tree. We keep it on campus for uh, certain alchemical supplies that you can only get from that tree. Over the last few years, though, it's been a lot more trouble than it's worth. We put a uh, groundskeeper of sorts out there, that banshee, that was uh, Lila. We gotta find a new one now, I guess, but to be fair, she was kind of a bitch, so... Gotta thank you a little bit for that. Yardy remembers talking to Ruby Ann and asks Professor Hollowind, The drug-dealing quickling that we came upon said that when 
the Ristabest isn't making abominations, that it's bad. Why is it better when it makes these things than when it's not making these things? It's not that it's bad, it's that it's... If it's not actively doing something, it usually means it's plotting. Plotting trees are never a good thing. Let's cut it down. <laughs> we, could make, we could make many scratchy posts from it and show it what for. She she starts scritching like his his uh, like the the chin cheek area. <laughs> he 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 starts purring and goes, "Don't make this weird." It's only weird if you make it weird. Yardi, your answer to everything is to make a scratchy post out of anything. Look, to be fair, as someone who has also been a cat at one point, scratchy posts, mm, primo entertainment. <laughs> I guess when we when we first came across the shambling mound, it, it was a swampy, weird area, like almost like a, a the forest stopped, and a new landscape began. Is that part of this? Is this all connected? Can we fi- can we fix the barren land? I don't know. I'm coming to you, you know. With anything you can help. I mean, you did shock me trying to get the ring off. I really appreciated that. Um, <laughs> but what are your thoughts here? Well, my thoughts are you have been cursed with a very old form of magic. The, the memory of the name of which died long ago. I'm going to wager the only thing that can get that thing off of there is uh, fulfilling your favor. Or... A wish, which uh, ain't a cheap spell. I'm I'm real sorry, kiddo. You uh, you got yourself a hefty thing there. And she she puts she um puts her her hand on your shoulder, and and just she gives you the most apologetic look. Well, listen. No great adventure starts with someone hanging out in their dorm room, doing nothing. So this is just, think of this as the beginning of a super cool, probably gonna die story. This is great. Super. I love it. Uh, well. She turns off the kettle and and just brings the bottle of whiskey over and pours it. (laughs) Pour some in everybody's. This has been like a like a patience exercise for Durek. Uh, this is something that uh, that Rose has done before. Yeah, uh, he's been sipping the whiskey. Yeah, very carefully, and listening, and trying to concentrate, and trying to be patient, and he's sipping it. Yeah. But when she brings the bottle to the table, uh, he goes, uh, "I think I need a little more practice," and he knocks it back, and uh, puts it down. <laughs> So that she can top it off. She she winks at you. And she says, "Of course you do." Yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, "Yes, yeah, this ain't the first time you tried that one on me." <laughs> but she uh, she def she pours it for you. And Durak says, "Um, uh, yeah, I almost almost forgot to tell you, but uh, you know when that uh when that limb fell on us, didn't hurt near as bad as I thought it was gonna hurt. Be honest with you, I thought." I thought I was done for, and uh, 
before I knew it, I was just kind of springing out of the way. And uh, it, it grazed me pretty good. And he looks back and he's got like a nasty like a uh, 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 road rash sort of thing where the where the bark got oh, him down yeah. the side in the back. Uh, and he and he pulls his arm up and he shows her and he's kind of proud of it. Yeah. And uh, and uh, he says, um, he says, I think I think we might be on to something. Talking about as far as your uh, your path, we might we might be on to something. What else? What else would I be talking about, Rose? <laughs> Rose, I felt like a, I felt like a bear, Rose. I felt, I felt strong and I felt big and I felt like, I felt like nothing could hurt me. And I felt like these two right here are going to be safer because of it. So yeah, I think we might be onto something. We'll be honing that a little bit more during class. While they're having this conversation, Yardy pops out. Uh, his index finger claw and claws his little symbol onto the table and slides his whiskey cup over it so that yes. see it. <laughs> give me give me a stealth check. Or okay. a sleight of hand. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna need to roll pretty high, my dude. <laughs> How's a twenty five do you? Oh damn. Mm. She had a twenty four. Oh so, yes. yeah. It's it was nineteen plus five. Mine's nineteen plus six. We rolled the exact same thing. Fuck. All right. Cool. She doesn't notice, but you do. You do see another symbol on the table, done with a much smaller claw. Hmm. Can I can I do a perception check on that and see if I recognize it? You won't be able to recognize it. Okay. Yeah, so uh, P- Professor Hollowind is is just looking around at you guys, and she says, "Why were you in the woods, by the way, at night? Just just felt like going for a brisk walk in the most dangerous part of the school." So Yardy's not dumb; he's definitely not unintelligent, but I'm not sure he fully understands the concept of the heartstrings, but he knows they're important. Yeah. So he says to Professor Hollowind, we're, we're trying to become a team, and we needed to discover how deep our heartstrings go. That's, that's what we've been attempting. We, we want to work well. That's, that's what we're doing. We're trying. I, that's, that's real sweet and cute, and actually I really love that you decided to take, a, take it upon yourself to do a team-building exercise alone um, in the future if you feel like doing something like that please come get me I would rather you do it safe you know with with uh, at least the knowledge that I could be there to help you is if uh, if you run into problems like you did tonight what if we just keep harassing the tree until it gives me a favor to do? Like, I just walk no. up to it like, all right, I'm here, ready to do a favor. Okay, pal, let's get it out of the way. Let's get it going. I want to get this ring off. You know, this ring's definitely going to turn my finger green. <gasps> a button. <laughs> I'll see myself Oh, out. man, how come we didn't put it on your thumb? <laughs> Oh man, that would have been great. Retcon. Missed opportunity. No, <laughs> no. I needed it it's on an unimportant. I needed it on an unimportant finger. Yeah, 
She says, yeah, no, that's not going to work. That thing is, uh, it's a tree. It's been in one spot for, for hundreds of years. It's patient as fuck. It's, it's going to be able to withstand the worst that you can do as far as annoying goes. And, uh, it'll outlive you. Yeah, it ain't going to work. Y- Yardy's ears kind of perk up as he has a thought. Is the color of the heartstring, are those important? I just kind of assumed that this one was black because Cash's last name. Like, if it came from me, it would be, like, blue because of Dribble. Or, and if it came from Durak, it would be, like, gray. I, I don't know. Is that important? I feel like that's important. Is that important? Professor Hall, when, when you say that it's black, like, she's in the middle of sipping her whiskey and she stops. And she's staring at you, and she says, "What?" Yes, the the, the hot string. It it was black. I've I've heard it's supposed to be red sometimes, but I don't I don't know. This one was black. She shoots her whiskey, and she takes a deep breath, and then she pours another one and shoots that one too. And she says, "Kids." Um, Oh boy. So you're all sharing the curse now. When uh when if if the Ristabeth calls for that favor, unfortunately you will all be a part of it. Yardy immediately starts growling when he hears he owes the tree a favor. She she goes back to scritching. Like just, just <laughs> she knows it calms him down just a little bit. <laughs> he starts purring again. Yeah, and she says this black heart string means um, you are tied in a dark fate. Dark fate could be different for everybody, but it's yeah. Upon hearing this, Cash is you know, Cash is already one. We're in a greenhouse. The so plants are just going off the wall bonkers talking um <laughs> they're they're all very chill actually they're all very they all seem very happy in this greenhouse i still think with with cash it's just even if they're like ah oh, super chill i'm like oh yeah I'm no so it's still weird like with anxiety like i don't feel good i have this curse the plants are talking the teacher turned into a human deer Thing outside, still reeling from that. Nah. Um, but now to hear that my actions have now cursed, you know, cursing myself is one thing, you know, this is my burden to bear. But to know that I've, I've uh, wrangled my new good buddies into this, I feel sick. And I, you just kind of see Cap, I imagine just sort of like falling out of his chair and just like <laughs> kind of sliding to the floor. <laughs> Or I'm yeah. just gonna lay under the table for a little bit. She lets you. <laughs> she, she says that's okay. Yeah, no, he 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 needs this. That's that's totally fine. She puts your teacup under the table. <laughs> you just see a hand come up <laughs> from yeah, the just table and just grab it. She looks at Durak and and Yardy. Oh, and and she's looking at Siggy too. Speaks loud enough that Cash could probably hear under the table. 
Listen, this ain't the worst thing to happen to a few students at this school. You know, you, you're going into the adventuring life. You're going to run into some shit like this. You didn't get turned into nothing against your will. So that's good, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know. That's that's a... Um... Durak is nonplussed by all of this. Like, none of this bothers him. None of this scares him. Yeah. None of this is anything but, like, proof that further adventure waits. And he feels very strong about his team. Yardy is definitely not bothered by the idea that he's cursed. He's He's more upset. He feels like his best friend got coerced into being cursed and he's he is solely upset at the goddamn tree he like he feels (laughs) (laughs) he feels bad for cash and has no no ill will towards what's going on he just he's upset that his friend is in a bind and wants to help oh no and cash is fully convinced you all hate him and i will be exiled (laughs) from team nascar and i will not be allowed back in the door (laughs) after this um (laughs) Also, coerced into curse will be our black metal name. So we will start a band after this. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Get that band picture going. Curse coercion. All of us just hard styling in front of the Reese to Beth. (laughs) Yeah. Ziggy looks like she's about to just fucking cry, and she says, "I, I have two curses." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. she she looks under the table and she's like cash it's okay like i'm here i'm happy to w- work with you on this oh i was already cursed no one tell my mom <laughs> please i think he already sees that everybody's in kind of a state including himself and suggests that maybe it's time to go back and get some sleep Professor Halloween nods, and uh, uh, Siggy nods as well. And Siggy actually leads the way out. She's she's out before any of you. Cash is just scooting on the floor, like still laying, but his like feet, like he's using his feet to just <laughs> scoot <laughs> towards the door. Just can't even pull it together. Is just kind of sliding on the floor, and eventually gets up and and leaves. Yardy puts his arm around Cash when he decides to stand up and and with one hand makes biscuits on his shoulder. It's, it's okay. Let, let's get some sleep. Everything will be fine tomorrow. I'm just wincing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell from uh, by that I mean, Durek stayed in his seat. Uh, he's not getting up just yet. Um, and uh, y'all, y'all just understand that. So y'all are y'all y'all have left? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're All definitely right. walking back. Alright, cool. So um Durak um is sort of like rolling his whiskey glass around a little bit, the bottom of it on the on the top of the table, and he's not quite sure um even how to ask the next question. Um but he looks at Rose and he's very serious and very concerned and he goes, um So what am I supposed to do with this? This uh this new whatever it is uh, how do I use it best for me how do I use it best for them she looks at you and she says you know you've been uh, for a while you've been taking you've been a damage sponge for your friends 
You've been getting up in the front lines. You've been taking their beef. Uh, and it's been knocking you down pretty hard, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I think now you can uh, cash checks with your ass that your mouth's been writing. Durag like kind of chuckles a little bit because he's heard that before. Yeah. And uh, he he raises his glass to Rose just slightly, knocks it back, and goes, "Well, I reckon I'll see you tomorrow," and uh, and leaves and heads back to the dorm. It, it's been a little bit since your trip to the woods. And uh, it is time once again for midterms. You know the deal. There's a board uh, with missions on it. You know they're, they're color coded, and every team gets to pick one or a couple if they need more than one to complete. And as you are going to this board, like you normally would, you are stopped by a familiar furry face. It's Dart. And he says, uh, I, uh, I approached Headmaster Winterhold and he said you guys would be the ones to talk to about this one. I have a mission for you. Durak scoops him up, like, under his belly and, uh, picks <laughs> him up like football style. He's a style. big boy. Well, Durek's a big boy, and he picks him up in his yeah. in his long monkey arm, and uh, and and he holds him like a football, and uh, and it's just like just like rough head and neck scratchings, you know, like just like yeah, he's he's like oh god, I hate that I love this, <laughs> uh, and he uh he says all right, put me down, and he and starts Durek. wiggling, doing that thing that dogs do where oh, they god, like, do yes. the death roll. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, "All right, let's uh, let's meet up with the crew. And give you the lowdown." He leads you guys back to the school store, and you see Miles, the barbarian, uh, sitting like a good boy. You see Douglas with his focus at his feet, his ball, and you see. Stella, the the little mini schnauzer in her roguish attire, just all kind of waiting. I didn't realize that Stella was a, a mini schnauzer, but I love it. Yeah, she yeah she's a little 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 schnauzer girl, and they're all waiting, and they see you guys coming back with uh, <laughs> with Dart, and you do see the tails wagging, <laughs> and. Miles says, oh boy, they said yes. I just know they said yes. They're going to do the mission for us. They're going to do it, Doug. Ball. And Stella says, there, I am happy. They're going to help me, Stella, the dog. Yardy holds his hands out in front of him in kind of a like, whoa there gesture. Oh, yeah. And Doug, as soon as he sees you, is, is goes, cat, cat. <laughs> Cat! Yardy's eyes get real big again. Cat! But he, he addresses the group and says, Uh, we, we have not agreed to anything yet. We don't even know what this mission is. We, we do need to hear it before we say yes or no. So, if you could tell us what you need us to do, we can make that decision. But we have not said yes yet. 
they they look at you, the tails stop wagging, and, and Dart uh, gets in front of all of them and, and looks at you, and he says, We come from a village of animal familiars or companions that, for one reason or another, no longer have an owner or a, a master of any kind. All of which are awakened, meaning that they can all talk and do things like us. We've been having a problem lately. We've been getting communications from home that some of us are going missing in search of these spectral beings that have been haunting the edge of town. We just need someone to help us find our missing friends and probably kill whatever these spectral beasts are. Yardy looks at his teammates, but he, he looks back at the dogs and says, You know, chasing demons away at, at odd hours of the night is, is one of my specialties. I, I think that I really excel at chasing demons, uh, but other people don't seem to see them. But... Uh, if it were just for me, then yes, I, I, I agree. I will, I will chase these demons away for you. Cat. Dart puts one paw on Doug's head. Says, "Stop, stop that. We're <laughs> done with that." <laughs> Dart, Dart looks at you guys and says, "Professor Winterhold has given me permission to make this a red mission, so it's worth, it's worth enough." Uh, Durak looks around and um, this is he's furious because there there's these there's these unnatural beings uh, fucking with these animals and uh, with his animal handling and 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 speak with beasts and and all of that business uh, and his affinity for nature's affinity for animals he is furious that something like this is going down and um, so he just looks around and goes when do we leave we can leave as as soon as you're ready like I think we need to. I think we need to pack a little bit, but other than that... Durek's on his feet. We've actually got a uh, a scroll of teleportation ready to go. Yardy looks at uh, Cash and Siggy, especially after hearing it's a red mission, and like the, the rewards that go along with that, he just he just licks his lips, and he looks, and he, he gives a very toothy grin. At this point, Cash is, is still kind of reeling. I, I know it's been a few days, but it's still feeling... Feeling like everyone's mad at him, even though they've, you know, I think over the past few days have said, like, seriously, no, it's fine. Like, we're all in this together. I think it's just not really in the moment. And it's just like, yeah, it's, yep. Yeah, we're going to do this. Yes, let's go. I, you know, just willing to tag along and do what needs to be done right now. Siggy just nods and says, I will go where the dogs go. <laughs> I, I think the, the dogs get ready. Miles makes sure he gets direct to make sure that his his necklace is on nice, like his, his bone and spike necklace is good and the spikes on his puppy wrists are good. Stella keeps finding knives. You guys <laughs> are watching her just get knives and put them somewhere on her person. And just right when you're like, all right, she can't possibly keep any more knives, at least not knives that we can't see. She finds more and she finds more places to put them. It's crazy how such a small dog 
can pick up such normal sized knives and put them places you can't see. Doug gets his ball and that's it. He's set. Just a little flavor text. The the picture that I meant to send you for your birthday and I'm a very bad friend because I'm so bad at it. Um, the, the gal who drew Doug and Dart, she drew yeah. his shield on his back like half a tennis ball. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's I awesome. Like, I know. I Because I said that it had a ball on it. Like he had a, a shield with a ball. So she just drew it like half a tennis ball. And I yeah. love that flavor text. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's got his uh his half a tennis ball shield on his back. He looks a little bit like a turtle dog uh with it, but it's 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 very cute. Dart goes behind the uh the counter and he steps into a bow and he puts that on his back. You know, he's he's doing that thing where the string is across his front and the, the wooden bow is on his back. And he says, all right, let's get rolling. He opens the scroll. Which, by the way, I do want to clarify. These are all just regular dogs that can talk. So all the things they're doing, it's pretty impressive to watch a dog hide knives in a tiny little leather, you know, cloak. And whatnot. So there's just, no no rule against it. Yeah, there's no rule that says a dog can't carry knives. And if there is, I'm tearing it out of my player's handbook. So Dart unfurls the scroll, and a large glyph forms in light on the ground. And he and the other dogs step in, and I assume you guys step in too. Yep. How long would this glyph stay open? I would say for maybe five minutes, max. Cash, right before I was, before everyone gets going, says he needs an hour to do something, and so that the team doesn't worry. He's like, I just, I have to go. You know, I'm a weird bathroom person. I don't know what this island is gonna be like. Uh, so I just need like an hour just to really get, you know, things going. Uh. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be right back. Yardy's very used to this uh, ritual and just sits down. Just crosses his legs and sits down. So I, I, I would say this, like this happens before he unfurls the thing. Like he's like, is everybody ready to go? And and Cash says that. So the, what does Cash do? Cash needs to go see Helios and Irma before he goes on this trip. What did what did we determine? They don't live too far. Yeah, or like are they? They live in, in the infirmary. They live in Mom's tavern upstairs with her, um, which is just really close to the school. Yeah. Do you did you already name that tavern? Uh, the Mean Steed. The Mean Steed. Okay. It's let's it's just outside the university. Yeah, I'd say because there's only two on campus, but it's when people want to go and get ripped, <laughs> they go to the they go to the mean steed. They go to the mean steed. You head over there real quick. They're uh, excited to see you. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey guys! I know it's been a minute. Um, I'm about to go. You know the you know how the last midterm went. Uh, I'm about to go on another midterm, so I just I just needed to stop by. 
uh, see how you all are doing and, you know, catch up. I mean, you remember my root... I mean, you don't remember, and that's fine. Um, I get it. But uh, I'm going out with my roommate and my two new roommates, who is a half-orc. And, and Grandpa, I know how you feel about half-orcs. Please, this is not the time, nor the place. <laughs> I don't understand why they can't use forks and spoons like the rest of us. Oh my god, I made a mistake. Grandpa! <laughs> Grandpa, I love you so much, but... It's new times, you know? It's a different era, and I get it. But I'm about to embark on this mission, and I'm scared. I've I've been at school not that long, and I just met these guys, and we're already under a curse together, and... How did you do it? How did you keep up adventuring over and over and over again? Knowing that you're putting people you care about in danger. Remind me, Helia and Irma. Helius and Irma. Helius and Irma. You are they losing their memory of their adventuring past? Yeah, they have lucid moments, um, but they don't. You know, they they kind of mix timelines up, and uh, you know, they they know who they can they recognize who Cash is, but don't. You know, they don't remember his Yardy, even though I've told them about Yardy a hundred times, and, you know, they don't really know that they're in the tavern, they still probably think they're out in an adventuring party, and, uh, there's some confusion with them. I think they, they both look at you, and I think Helios says, all you can do is your best, and if that fails... You know, you couldn't have done anything more. And Irma pipes up and, and says, If your team knows that and feels the same way, then you'll be fine. All you can do is your best. That's all we ever did was our best. And that's... That's how we made it. I don't, I don't reckon there's much else... You can do unless they finally invented that bird internet. And, and Helios is like, oh, I heard about that. I heard about the bird internet. <laughs> I, I, I feel this is. You mean the internet? <laughs> <laughs> I heard about the bird internet. It's, it's supposed to revolutionize the way we communicate. And this is not the first time they've gone on about the bird in her nest, which is something you're sure they made up. Yeah, Cash knows where this is going. Uh, this is usually the point where the, <laughs> the conversation takes a dive. And, it, that, and for some reason always goes back to, like, orcs. Orcs and half-orcs. Oh boy, I can never bring Durak around you guys. Okay, well... <laughs> Durak, what kind of name is that now? Uh, definitely not. <laughs> One of those half-orcs. All right, Grandpa, listen. Okay. Uh, thank you both. I won't be back for a little bit, but, uh, you know, you got Ma, so, um, you'll be fine. Okay. If you could do me a favor. Sure. <laughs> and in, in a moment of clarity, Helios looks at you and he says, Bring me something back. Bring me something you earned. Okay. 
I promise. I'll make it back. He gives you a wink. And, uh, Irma looks at him as he does it. She says, you got something in your eye. <laughs> and Helia says, it's my eye. And she says, oh, that's right. And I just shake my head as I, uh, wave by to them both and realize how long I've been gone now and, and try to hoof it back to school before the glyph closes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, during that time, um, Durak kind of sidles over to Siggy and, um, he says, um, uh, I sure do like this chair. And he kind of puts his elbow on, on Cherry and, and leans in towards Siggy. And he's got his axe in his hand. And it, and it and while he looks graceful with the axe in his hand, he feels kind of awkward. Because um, he realizes he's got to hold it because there's so many people around now. That he can't risk having the blade, the flaming blade, just sticking off of his back. So he says to Siggy, he goes, um, he goes this thing right here is causing me a little bit of trouble. There's too many of y'all, too many chances to burn somebody. You reckon you could do something about this? She pulls out of her pocket a smaller version of Durak's floppy hat and says, <laughs> I've been working on this since we found you again. Oh my God. And she, she puts it over his... His, the axe head and there's still just enough of like the the tip of the hat so that even though it's covering it it's still floppy just like his yes uh, and she says <laughs> she says now you match twinsies durak is moved by this just moved by emotion and and he can't even he can't even say anything he just he just shakes his head and he puts his fist out the metal gauntlet hand just punk Cash comes running back in uh, and yells, Wow, what a bathroom trip that was. I'm 100% cleared out, ready to go. It was a lot. Yes, you needed to know. Siggy, Siggy pulls out a notebook. She says, did you weigh it? <laughs> oh, you know what? Next time, just for you, Siggy. And, she says, thank uh, you. <laughs> Puts the notebook away. Cash just looks at Durak holding his axe, like tears in his eyes at the cover. He's wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think Cash just thinks to himself, how long was I gone? Anyway, okay. <laughs> Yardy stands up and looks at Cash and goes, oh, that was quicker than usual. That's very good. You're making improvements. Yes, all that flexing really coming in handy in the bowel area. Uh, yes. <laughs> All those exercises that you've been teaching me to help all the, all the kegels, circulation. All the, all the kegels I've been doing uh, in my free time. Oh my god. Did you, did you scream to let everybody know that you are about to poop? Did you did you do some circles and, and flick some sand around? That always helps. That's, that's the best way to start your poop. Uh, you gotta <laughs> remember to dig a hole in the sand. Uh... You know, I'm still, still practicing, Yardy. Okay. And I think Cash now feels, um, has it kind of accepted that we're, we're in this together and, and he promised Helios and Irma he's going to do his best and, you know, he's got to bring Helios something back pretty cool. So he's got yeah. some energy now going into this mission. And I think with that, Dart unfurls the scroll and the teleportation glyph appears 
And the four of you and the four of the dogs step in. And there's a flash of light. Good Better Quest is a Final Plank Media production. This episode edited by Nolan Lacey. Introduction music, A Prelude of Space by My Instant Lunch. Background music provided by Kevin McLeod and TabletopAudio.com. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you.